This episode is brought to you by the YouTube channel Comic Pop. If you enjoy this show, subscribe to youtube.com slash comic pop for even more deep dives into your favorite comics. Hey everybody, welcome off the Rackham Sal. I'm Tiffany. That's right, we're starting right now. Welcome to the live show where we take comics from this past week, recap, review them, let you know what we thought about them, and then uh, we talk about books that are coming out next week we think you should buy. I'm Sal. I'm Tiffany, which we uh, said. We did? Yeah. All right, well. Welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, before we get started, I want to give a couple of uh, top-of-the-show reminders. Number one, the show is entirely funded by a number of things. We can't entirely rely on AdSense and like just people watching the shows and then clicking the ads. We're not clicking the ads, but just having them there anyway. Uh, it's just not sustainable, and so as such, we have to diversify our portfolio, so to speak. And so we do that by having this live show where we can interact with you using Super Chats. Uh, people pay a little bit of scratch to have their question or comment read on the show. We uh, feel it's at least kind enough to incorporate those into the show. Mm -hmm. We try to make it organic so it's not quite as uh, intrusive as all that. Um, but it's a lot of fun. We hope you will participate if you are so inclined and if you can afford it. Uh, speaking of affording things, if you can, uh, we're also entirely funded by a uh, little endeavor known as Patreon. You've probably heard of it. It's an ongoing Kickstarter effort that people have, uh, creatives use to finance their endeavors and keep people like you happy with the things that we make. So go to patreon.com slash to get early access to videos like back issues, uh, up-to-date weekly uh kind of like behind the scenes goings on on the operation let you know a little bit about what's going to come out so a lot of people actually knew about the show because the update went out this afternoon so people knew to come here and uh, and 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 wait for the show <laughs> thank you for waiting thank you for waiting it's really my fault that's fair uh, also <laughs> uh you know if you if you are a fan you know you might have also would have enjoyed today's episode of the good the bad and the ugly which is another sister show of ours mm -hmm. uh it's a great show where we take some books and just kind of like well you can get into it check them out yeah um but back issues for this week is coming out and it's already there over there on the patreon so yeah it now it's and it's exciting yeah it's avengers because oh. endgame comes out this week oh so that's a good call thank you good yeah call. we've shot so many that i was like i know i don't got a lot. remember what anything is nope when it's coming out for example uh by the way using the super chats bright blue just said fine you robber barons thank you very much man <laughs> fine comment and a good contribution nice way to kick off the show uh so all right let's talk about some books that came out this week or this past week that we want to chat about uh i want to talk just briefly about uh, daredevil number four okay from uh, chip sadarsky yes uh, this book is crazy and dark but without being in any way similar to the darkness you come to expect from like the brubaker the bendis the miller era mm -hmm. um by the way uh marco cicetto does this incredible pencil work it is sketchy but proportionate and realistic without being like alex ross kind of stuff uh it's just very appropriate for a daredevil book grounded yeah. you might say but still allowing for the fantastic mm -hmm. uh, in this issue uh punisher has rescued daredevil from being arrested because daredevil murdered well he accidentally manslaughter you might say yes uh somebody got killed on his watch uh, he's the guy who did it. He beat the guy too bad. Too hard. Oh, yeah. That was like, like the first issue, right? First issue. Yeah. He's still dealing with the follow-up from that. I think that's, that's going to be like the whole crux of the series. That's fair. I mean, a man, Catholic a person killed somebody died. By accident. Like... He's going to be dealing with that for the rest of his life. Ooh. So you got Frank. He swoops in. Frank Castle, that is. Mm -hmm. uh, the Punisher. Swoops in, rescues Daredevil, brings him to his safe house, along with uh, a snitch who might be able to tell him about uh, the Owl, a gangster and Punisher slash... Daredevil villain. Yeah. It's a great interaction between the two of them. 
Punisher's kind of like, all right, you're killing people now. Welcome to the team, man. <laughs> and Daredevil's like, God damn it, Frank. I hate you so much. And the two of them get into a pretty big brawl. Uh, Punisher tries to prove Daredevil's horseshit tactics by being like, I'm going to kill this guy. And Matt's like, come on, don't do it. And he's like, all right, I won't. You're free. Sets the guy, sets the guy free. It's like, off you go. It's going to be hard to get out because we're in a kind of a labyrinth, but good luck. Guy immediately goes for an AK-47. Frank pops on between his eyes. Okay. And Matt's like, damn it! You didn't even give him a chance. He's like, I gave him more of a chance that's, than I've ever given anybody. That's better than them getting into a brawl because Frank tried to give him like a Punisher pin. He's like, here you go. Oh, it gets worse than that. You, you're part of the club, man. He is part of the club because basically the two of them get into this fight and mm. it's ideological but also physical. And it's pretty dope. But uh, at the end of the day, Matt grabs a couple of pistols and he's like, you've no idea what I'm capable of. And if I were to go to your side, I would be unstoppable. The line is, you may be a demon, but I'm the devil. <laughs> and then blows up his safe house and then takes his t-shirt and wears it. So now Daredevil is a kind of Punisher. Does he not have anything else? He was not wearing a shirt at the Okay. Time. But it's also like, a symbolic gesture being like, I'm going to go F some, F some shit hold up. Hold on, I have a very important question. What happens to the Punisher van? Uh, we don't see the van. He's in a safe house. Okay, so my so guess the is the van, van's in a... The van's in a, safe. I'm, I'm assuming the van's okay. safe. He has lots of vans. <laughs> well, they're kind of easy to get a hold of. That's true. <laughs> but it's a great book. Pick it up. If you're, if you're not on board already, you should be by now because yeah. people are going to be talking about this run. People are going to be talking about it like, oh, what's your favorite run? Oh, I love Bendis. Oh, Bendis. Is that even in trade anymore? Right. Zdarsky. Right, right. Which is great, because I know you were a little lukewarm on the first issue. You weren't really I was. sure um, where Zdarsky was going to go with this. I'm really glad you stuck with it, because yeah, I, I think Spider-Man had something to do with your sticking with it, and I'm yep. sure we'll talk about that at some point. Absolutely. But. Also, uh, our Elseworlds Exchange episode in which Chip Zdarsky actually was kind enough to That's join us on the show. Probably another good one. Yeah. I, I'm sad I missed that conversation. Me too. I'm, I'm hoping to do a sequel where you take the lead because he really wanted to talk about art and I'm really not good. I'm like, I like the books where they look cool and they punch each other. And he's like, yeah, I'm trying to do a whole kind of like uh, Art Nouveau thing going on. No. What? He's not doing Art I'm Nouveau. like, he doesn't do Art Nouveau. No, he doesn't. He was actually, we talked about the covers for Life Story and how he's like, okay. you know, he, he's like minimalism and he's like, I, yeah. want it, I want it to be like striking and he's like, out of every book on the shelf, like my book is always instantly recognizable from like across the room. Yeah. Which is exactly what you're trying to do. You're trying to get people from across well, the yeah, room. Yeah, that's more like book. a poster than anything else. Yeah. It's very smart. It is smart. Every comic book cover for me, like my favorite ones are posters. Yeah. Are things that you should blow up and put up on the wall. Mm -hmm. uh, so anyway, jumping into the Super Chats a little bit before move on to your book jack sure. o'connell says i don't know if you're reading it but aquaman is great at the moment i've heard good things about aquaman but i'm not there's only enough hours in the day right but right, uh, right, but right. i will i will i will dip my toe in the pool the aqua pool as it will <laughs> this pool is water yeah and uh aquaman <laughs> brandon ogan says this channel means a lot to me and helped me get into comics thank you comic pop also happy belated easter brandon thank you so much for saying that i really appreciate it mm -hmm. um it means a lot to me for you to say that because like it's nice to hear it um, you don't get a chance to really have this kinds of interaction, so I'm glad we got it. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much, and happy Easter to you, or happy Passover yes. to those of you out there, you Meshuggahs out there. Uh, I could say it. I worked in a yeshiva school for a little while. <laughs> uh, but yeah, hey, uh, welcome to the comics world, world man. Uh, it's a it's a wild ride that'll break your heart, but it's a it's a hell of a toboggan ride. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Estelthani's here. He says, hi, how's it going? Hope you had a good week. We certainly did, sir. Thank, thank you so much you for so joining much for us your chat. here. And of course, over on the Purple Channel, yes. where Tiffany is in Where'd charge. Last night, Tiffany lost her son. Yes, your son. You've abandoned your child. You I, have the Daniel Plainview of God I legit of War. abandoned him to poison. Yeah. Oops. 
<laughs> Micronic wants a Spider a Life of Spider Man spinoff. You're getting one right now, man. It's a mini series, but like it's you're gonna see every decade. I bet they want ongoing. Listen, you don't because you don't want too much of a good thing. Mm. You know, we all love ice cream, but too much ice cream. Yes. Yes. You know, but but I, I don't blame you for that. Yes. Uh, so, yeah. What, what did you read this week? I wanted to open my stupid seltzer. Fair enough. <laughs> it's not as cool as when you do it. Um, this week, uh, let's see. What am I going to talk about here? Um, let's talk about uh, Old Man Quill. Okay, yeah. Uh, this is uh, in the Old Man series. There's Old Man Logan, Old Man Hawk, Hawkeye, and yeah. Old Man Quill. You've been kind of like big into the Old Man series. I really have Which is been. funny because you actually co-host the Old Man Logan episode mm-hmm. of uh, Back Issues way back in the day when we were at Funny Books. Yes. So like we started your love of Old Man. Yes. Insert name of character. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, this is written by Ethan Sachs with art by Ibrahim. Uh, Ibrahim Robertson. I'm so sorry. I, I think it's Ibrahim. But Probably. I'm just wrong, which yeah. is fine. Um, don't forget last issue, um, the Guardians all got captured and they were taken to where Taskmaster is raining yes. and they're in like an arena and they run into Spider-Bitch and they get thrown into the arena and Fing Fang Foom shows up. Yeah, he's got like a big mind control thing on his forehead mm-hmm. and basically they have to fight Fing Fang Foom and he's like spitting acid everywhere and like the like phony little Avengers that are there. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, like, a guy dressed up like Thor and Captain America and Captain Marvel and all this stuff. They're getting taken out left and right. Like, they're just dying in hilarious ways. Yeah. And, um, basically, um, spider Bitch's whole scheme is to get a weapon and actually assist the Guardians, because she's like, that's probably my best bet out of here. Yeah. Um, and, um, Gamora has a plan, and the plan is for Peter to get a hold of one of the drones, because there's, there's Fing Fang Foom, but then keeping everybody in are, like, drones oh. and other things. So I thought those were, like, broadcast drones. They were, no, like, showing they're, everybody they're the gun drones, or gun drones, oh. so that if anyone tries to leave, they're shot. Sure. Um, so, spider Bitch throws Peter up onto um the spider or the, the drone I should say and then Mantis creates a um psychic link like Martian Manhunter would mm-hmm. between the teams so they can all talk to one right, another. Right, no Bluetooth here. It's all psychic. Exactly. Yeah. And uh Rocket talks Quill through re like programming the drone so he can use it okay. as a weapon. And he does use it as a weapon and he opens fire on a bunch of the guards and then is just like, "Hold on. I have a plan." Oh, and no. he turns it on Fing Fang Foom because that's what they wanted to do in the first place. And he shoots the mind, the mind control, control device. Thing. Okay. While this is going on, um, Taskmaster was like, ooh, ooh, this is going really well. Let's call Doom because I think I'm going to get a promotion. Oh, he sure. see what's going on. He should totally check this out. So he calls him up. Madam Mask is there. And he's like, I, hey, 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 I'm just checking in. I just want to show you. I got those guys everybody's worried about that they're causing rabble rousing and all that stuff. Look, look. Look what's happening here. And then it just all goes to hell immediately. Yeah, Foom's free. Yeah, Foom is free. And he's just, he turns to Quill and he's just like, oh, do you expect me to bow to you as well? Yeah. And Quill's like, nah, man, I was just kind of hoping you might eat. Clear the, a path. Eat the guys who were holding you mm-hmm. and not me. And he was just like, done. <laughs> I have no genitals. Yeah. <laughs> Fing Fang Foon just like basically just starts blasting his way through uh, guards, people. He didn't care. He's getting out of there. Sweet. And then uh, Spider Bitch goes and attacks Taskmaster, takes him down a peg, and basically takes control of everything. Sure. Again. As she wanted to. Yeah. Um, yeah. Quill has a moment where he's feeling bad for himself again because like he's just like, oh, like one of the heroes dies next to him or heroes. And he's just like, another person I couldn't save. And they're like, 
dude. Get over it, Quill. Right? And so Drax really lays into him. He's like, I had a family too. Remember my, my daughter and my, my wife, mm-hmm. Thanos killed, and we will hear about till the end of days. Yep. Um, he's just like, I lost them. And um, so what I'm saying here is get over it. Right. Yeah. Okay, like you're not the only person who's lost things. No, and like we don't need this right now. We need Peter Quill, right, to help us out. And he's just like, okay, and he like pulls himself together, and off they go. And then we like check in with um like Spider Bitch, and she's okay. like, okay, and they're like, they, she stills the arena running, and like like her like assistants like, oh, I think you're gonna like this next one. And they release Taskmaster into the arena, and he's right. just like, oh come on, I'm old, leave me alone. And then they open the doors up, and it's the Venom Tyrannosaurus Yay! that comes out. And I'm like, it's just it literally in like the like creepy Venom like font, just rar. <laughs> I'm like, yay, Venom T Rex is back. And that's it's just dope. they just that's it. They just show us that, and then that's over. Um, we then also see that like word of like Peter Quill and the Guardians is spreading, and people are starting to think that maybe they should fight back against mm. Doom, and that now is the time. That kind of thing. And um, then uh, the church sends uh, Pulsar to go after Quill. Okay. And so that's where we left it. But, like, kind of fun. You know, like, I, I, I get it. I get Quill being, like, whining and, like, eh, I got to get over it. And, like, he's get working towards it. But, like, I know he wasn't going to spring back, but this is a mini series, So I'm like, you kind of got to spring back a little right. faster than that. But we do get really cool visuals. The rest of the Guardians are written really well. Um, and, like, their, like, personalities come through and their age makes it all the better right. for most of them. Cool. So Nice. And Venom T-Rex. Right. Plus <laughs> Fin Fang Foom. That's dope. Yeah, that was incredible. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, Jack Rudy says, you excited for Bendis Batman? Anything but King. I'm on the, I'm, I'm on the same page. Uh, I am not the biggest Bendis DC fan right now, mm. though I will say that like his writing is when he's excited and when he cares. Mm-hmm. Still, still there? Yeah. He's still talented. Yes. Uh, so his Batman, while I have not read much of it, because I read like the one issue that was like, it was buried in reprints from the Walmart book. Yeah. I was like, I'll just wait. And sure enough, there's going to be a trade and I'll read that. And then I'll decide whether I like Ben as Batman. And you know what? I got to say, like, part of it could be like he gravitated towards wanting Superman, A, because he's one of the most recognizable characters but also it's it's a little more out of his wheelhouse and sometimes creative people want that challenge whether or not it works out for them it does help them possibly in the long run totally because like this could help him like get past like either a creative block or like spark the desire to write characters that we would prefer to see him yeah (laughs) that would be nice uh yeah i think he'd be very suited for like a street level character like batman especially if he wants to like try and actually bring him to a street level character status I would like that, but like Dandy would not. So I know, but they should give that. him Nightwing and just leave Bendis in Bloodhaven. Yeah, no, I love that idea. Just like just Bendis go... Haven. Yeah, Bendis Haven. <laughs> it would be a haven. Uh, Flashpool says, if Daredevil is Punisher and Future Frank is Ghost Rider, we must complete the circle, and Johnny Blaze can be Daredevil or everyone's favorite Danny Ketch. Yes. <clears throat> I mean, it would make sense for a Daredevil stuntman <laughs> who drives a Hell Cycle to be called Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm just saying, I think you're, I think you're onto something right? here. Yeah. And as if Sayed says, love the channel and oh. you guys make my day. Well, thank you very much, thank man. Thank you. You made our day. Thank you so much. Uh, so, all right. Uh, there are some other books that came out. I'm not going to get heavy into this one. Justice League number 22. Okay. Written by James Tiny the fourth. He's doing. That cover, man. Woof. Oh, it's a mess. Every Legion that's... of Doom title has been terrible. That's a shame. Um, and that's, it's that's, also. That's like a legit shame. And it's I... Francis Madipole. Doing the cover? I, you know, I don't know. 
It doesn't look like his signature. No, it definitely doesn't look like but his But Francis Manipal does do the interiors, and they are, you they, know... They're not bad. They're they are better. Fan- they're good. No, Francis Manipal is great. I'm not a fan of the cheetah face I'm looking at right now. But... No, it's pretty rough. Uh, but well, here's the thing. I can't draw a cat either, so... Right. I'm and, not gonna... And he can draw most things. <laughs> as far as the cover is concerned, it doesn't say. But, That's uh, fine. Um, no, Francis Manipal did the cover. So, maybe he was in a rush. In any case... Uh, the story basically is, like, if you were on the fence about whether or not Scott Snyder was given the keys to the cosmic realm of DC, if it's like, oh, I know that, like, Jeff Johns is kind of, like, building towards something and setting up this, like, new history of the DC universe, that kind of thing, like, oh, what's it, where's it going to go? Mm-hmm. And you were like, oh, is, is Johns not really in charge anymore? Like, I know he doesn't have that title anymore, but is he just writing now? Oh, uh, yeah. Because this book retcons... Everything. Everything? It's The book is called The First Crisis, and it basically cements his overly complicated-looking character, Perpetua, as being one of the progenitors of everything. She created the Anti-Monitor, and the Monitor, and, like, and, and more and more other things. Uh, also, they reveal that the Legion of Doom had Bat Might as like a counterbalance to Mixius Pitlick, which of course makes sense. Uh, but yeah, uh, we see the origin, like the creation of Barbatos. We see the the where the Anti Monitor like got all gross and became Mobius and took over the Anti Life Equation. Like we see all this stuff. Ironically enough, references a lot of those things that uh, John set up in things like Dark Side War. So oh. you're like, oh, because. I think Snyder's just a nice guy and likes to play ball. And he's like, listen, you set these things up, I'm not going to throw it all away. Right, right, right. But uh, if you want to know kind of like the official history of the DC Universe through the lens of crises, then read this issue because it really is... And by the way, Snyder didn't even write the damn thing. He gave it to James Tiny IV. But Tiny does a nice job of like dealing with characters that are larger than life. And mm-hmm. basically, Perpetua is responsible for why like things are, are crappy. Right. And it, it's it's a whole thing. I, I don't want to get into it too deeply because, again, like, it's a whole thing. Okay. And it requires you to really just, like, get into it and talk about, like, does it make sense? And I'll let the eggheads really figure that one out. For me, like, I just want to talk about the story. So, like, as right. far as whether it actually stacks up in, through the, th- like, in, in the realm of, like, Final Crisis and what the monitors are all about, they don't come up. But uh, if, if you want to talk about Final Crisis and Crisis on Infinite Earths right. and what Wolfman was doing and versus Johns and now Snyder slash Tynion, I don't know. But it kind of fits, especially if you don't think about it. But uh, it's I, 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 I'm I hyping this up because I think this issue is going to be a lot more important than people are treating it. Okay. Because it really is telling you, like, what happened and what it's all about. Right, right, it's right. It's pretty right. important. <clears throat> okay. Uh, so also, I, should, I didn't read it, so. I mean, like, you'd think it was boring. And it was. But, like, because nothing happens. Uh, (laughs) Estelthani also backs as Bennis is the best at what he does. And what he does is ruin my favorite runs. (laughs) Rest in peace, Uncanny X Men 1963 to 2018. He did rough up the X Men. Uh, But that was, and that's one of those things, by the way. Bennis is like, I haven't done the X Men. Let me try that out. He just shits the bed. By the way, the first volume, though, of of X Men, all new X Men, I dug it. I was like, oh, this is kind of neat. When he brought in the 05, and it was like, interesting. Mm hmm. It got away from him, as it as it is wont to do. Um, <laughs> all right, guys, this is a little out of my hands right yeah. now. I am losing control. Yeah, of the situation, situation. <laughs> and uh, I need some help. But I'm yeah. not going to ask for that because I'm Brian Michael Bendis. <laughs> but uh, Ooh, yeah, okay. but I, I've been I've complained about Bendis enough. Yeah, uh, that's fair. 
particularly based on my acquisition from the other day where I picked up this. You guys yes, know if you're a fan of you this show, you know how much I love did. this book. That happened. Yeah, why'd I pick up that? I don't know. Stay tuned to find out. Right? But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, moving on, uh, Drew Chester also just helping us out. Thanks, Drew. Thank you. So uh, <clears throat> what else did you read this week? Oh, by the way, I recommend it. Like if you, you know, I think every book I've, I've said so far I recommend. I'm just talking about recommendations. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I I read a couple of things that I know we're going to talk about together in a minute, um, but I feel like I should bolster my reading a little <clears throat> bit more. <clears throat> so I'll, you know how sometimes I just I read things that uh, are just trashy and silly. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on, everybody. Because I read Xeno Warrior Princess number one. Hey! Because <laughs> I can't help it. I was like, seriously? All right. Right. Fine, Dynamite. Oh, yeah. No, Dynamite's not a bad publisher. No, I know. But still, you're putting out... Xena. Xena right now. Xena should be great. And it... it that universe lends itself to comics. I it was. <laughs> um, it's written by Vita uh, Ayala. With okay. art by Olympia Sweetman. Um, which is great because it looks it looks fine. It's good. all right. It's all good. Um, but um, there's also a cover by like David Mack. So if you're a fan of that, Ooh. yeah, it's pretty cool looking. It's just literally like episodes of Xena. Good. It's just that if you are a fan of the show, you're probably gonna be a fan of this. They attempt to um, write each character in their la- like in the way that they would speak their cadence. Mm-hmm. Um, it falls somewhere in the time period where. Um, Xena was established as a show, and we got Gabrielle in her green and brown uniform. The, the and best one. And before everything went to hell. Oh, good. Okay. They should just retcon <laughs> that they didn't go to hell, because that show got really bad. So that's it. Like, look, if you if you want to read Xena, I'm really not going to go too much into it. It's literally, it's Greek gods. The, the issue starts out, and the narration is the opening to the title sequence from the show. As well it should be. Where it's like be. in the time of ancient gods. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, I know that's, I know that opening. <laughs> um, yeah, it's ridiculous. And I'm sure it's going to be over the top and silly. And um, they're, they're literally just diving into it. They're throwing like the Greek goddess Discord in there who like I remember from the show. Okay. Reruns and stuff. Um, and like she's in a town where there's like these like super strong kids, and it's because they made a deal with a god, and like so mm. they she has to deal with it now. But okay, yeah. Do I recommend it? No, only, no. Only if you're a big fan of of the show and you're like, who wants to go down a walk down memory lane? Mm. I did for a second. Yeah, and you know then you I mean? did, and then it was done. And I was like, all right, cool, fine. Like, go for it. I don't know. It's it's totally. It's up to you. Fair enough. <laughs> but yeah, I read that. I'm not saying it's the greatest thing that's ever been written, but well, you it checked exists. it out, and you don't recommend it. <laughs> I'm not saying I don't recommend it. I'm just saying if you're not a fan of that, you're not going to be a fan of this book. Yeah. Stefani also said it was interesting until it wasn't. <laughs> uh, talking about the uh, Justice League book. That's fair. Yeah. As, <laughs> a, apropos the uh, the Xena thing, the last time I saw Xena in comics was when she crossed over with the Army of Darkness. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no. neat. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, it was just it was just one of those like, I don't know, those like kind of like instant gratification kind of things. Sure. Just like, yep, yeah, I'm reading that. I read Batman number sixty nine by Tom King with art by Yannick Paquette. You did? Yep. Uh, I thought I'd check in. Okay. Well, because I've been like, okay, I hate this run, and I hated it every like every, every new arc was worse than the last one, mm-hmm. and then this new arc is the this is the last issue. It's called Dark Reunion. It's the last issue. Of spinning its wheels where Batman has been in a dream for the last, like, several issues. So, like, if you've been, you know, spending $4 per issue, you probably feel like 
why have I been doing this? Uh, well, you might continue to feel this way because this issue uh, is basically Batman pulling himself out of the dream. Mm-hmm. He doesn't leave the dream at the end of this issue, so don't get too excited. But uh, he does plan on leaving it at the end of it. Uh, after some revelations, uh, the whole issue is him kind of like reuniting with Catwoman and kind of getting some closure, even though it's not really Catwoman. It's a manifestation of his own inner securities. Right. Uh, so you got Batman uh, kind of like dancing with Catwoman the entire issue uh-huh. and dancing around the issue oh, oh. of why, uh, what is Batman's greatest fear? Uh-huh. And uh, he thinks his greatest fear is like losing Catwoman. Or whatever. And she has some news for him. She's like, no. Your greatest fear is that you... Is is also your greatest truth or something. Doesn't matter. He, she also refers to the whole suicide thing again. If you've ever read uh, I Am Suicide, Catwoman reveals that Batman uh, tried to kill himself. And that Batman is his suicide note. Which is another gross interpretation of the character. Oh. But uh, in this issue... Basically, Batman comes to the realization that the reason why she left... Because that's the, all he wanted was the answer. Why? Why'd mm-hmm. you leave? And she, you know, she's like, I thought it was because blah, blah, blah. You know, like all the reasons that she gave since Batman 50. Mm-hmm. Um, but it turns out the reason why she left is because the truth is Batman doesn't really love her. And that Bruce Wayne slash Batman can't love her. He only loves the mission and the bat. Like, he, he, he doesn't love her. And that's what oh. basically, like, the mirror reflection of, like, Catwoman... And all of his hopes and dreams says back at him. It's just like, you don't really love me. You think you do and you th- you need you need to, but you don't. And that's like the underlying reality. And that and now it's time for you to wake up from your dream sequence and we can get back to the plot. There was a little bit of plot in here where we saw Bane and uh, Thomas Wayne from the uh, a Flashpoint future. Yeah. Uh, fighting, sparring, if you will. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, who's in charge? And they're jockeying for who's in charge. Kind of like teasing the reader, like, who's really playing who here? That was also in that book. Um, so if you think this whole run is a big slap in the face and it's like really insulting, uh, guess what? It still is. And, you know, so I, I try very hard not to read books that I'm not going to enjoy. It's why I'm not reading Superman by Bendis. It's why I'm not like reading <laughs> Tom King's Batman. But occasionally, because it's my responsibility as far as this channel goes, is to like be informed and know what I'm talking about, is to read these things sometimes, even if like... I only do it for my own edification, but because it's a review show and I read it happened to read it today, so, I was like, let's talk about it. So so Batman's biggest fear is commitment. Right. <laughs> Herpaderp. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So that that's a thing. That's all right. Fine. Yeah. Don't buy it. If, <laughs> if you, if you're not happy with it, like they, DC thinks Tom King is like the cure for cancer. So like, if you don't agree, don't buy it. Don't buy anything that you think is bad because it will only, because they don't care if you like blog about it or write a tweet or do a YouTube show about it. Like they don't care. Right. If you keep buying it, they'll keep making yeah, it. Yeah, they're like, that's fine. And by the way, like new issues are worthless. So like don't buy them first week. Like just wait a month <laughs> and you'll, if you're a completist. Um, Estel Thani says, if you want to read Batman, what should you read other than Detective and Justice League? I mean, ain't that enough? You got two books. That are both with Batman in them. That, granted, the Arkham Knight, but, uh, you know, Detective's a good book, and it's got good creative people on it. Mm -hmm. So if you want Batman, you got it. Hell, go to Walmart, you read Bendis' Batman. If you want, like, a hype 
writer working on it. Right, and um, there's um like the couple black, or at least Snyder's Black Label is going to be coming. Yeah, there's also of course enough. like there's Batman Dan, which if you want to wait two years, you can get the next issue. Uh, you can get the upcoming Snyder book. You can, and more importantly, and this is something that I always recommend because if you're a comic book fan, if you love comics, like then you're not just waiting week to week, month to month for the newest issue. You're hunting for books. Yeah. So, like, DC Universe, the future's uncertain, but, like, they just added, like, 10,000, 20,000 books to their archives. Go back and find books about yeah. your favorite characters that you didn't know about. Mm -hmm. Those aren't bad. Yeah. Uh, going back and finding those comics and rediscovering titles. I recommend if you want to like do a deep dive in a book that you probably didn't read, grab Legends of the Dark Knight. That run with like Danny O'Neill on, uh, Alan Grant, that run is so essential to Batman and it's a fun little like flashback series that kind of like fills in the gaps about what Batman's like form formative years were. Mm -hmm. Like that's solid. Check it out. And it costs nothing. Like, or next to nothing. <laughs> to read those books. Because uh, nothing. Because you just steal it. Yeah. Don't. Don't do that. Don't steal comics if you want to see them keep moving on for the next decade. But uh, but go go into your long boxes or your virtual long boxes on Comixology or DC Universe or, you know, wherever. Yeah. And, and pick up older books. If you're like, man, I hate Batman right now, but I love the character. What am I going to do? Go find old books. Yeah. You know, watch some of our shows. I recommend a lot of Batman stuff. So you do. within those Batman books, there's something that I like. So that's what I would recommend. Um so I just did Batman. What, what do you got? Anything? That was it for me. Okay, fair enough. That we read together. Oh, well, listen. Spider-Man Life Story number two came out. It's by Chip Zdarsky and Mark Bagley. This is going to be like Spider-Man Blue, where people are like, okay, name your top five Spider-Man book recommendations. Life Story is going to be one of them. Nice. So if you want to be on the ground floor, if you want to be like, hey, um, I was watching like whatever Watch Mojo becomes in five years. Uh, and they were doing a top five Spider-Man book, and they and everyone recommended like Life Story. I remember when that book came out, yeah. and I read it month to month. Like, you want to be on that? You want to be on that list because like, or on that ground floor because Life Story is so good. Um, so okay, this issue number two was the '70s with a gorgeously striking cover. By the way, Chip yeah. Zdarsky's not just a great writer; he's also a great artist, mm -hmm. and he jo he does the covers. Yeah, they're, it's great. It's a great uh, iconic cover that like in like encapsulates the the seventies. Yes. What's funny about it is I was expecting a very quintessentially seventies book. A lot of the earlier Spider-Man books that I read when I was a kid, mm -hmm. when I was like feeding in, filling in the gaps, were seventies books because they were so cheap. Right, right, right. Because um, in the eighties, like more hotshot writers were coming in. Okay. But in the seventies, like that was relatively untouched territory. So I read a lot of seventies book Spider-Man stuff where he's in college and he's like driving a moped and he's dating different people and you know he's fighting disco-themed supervillains. <laughs> and you're so, like, I don't know what this is. Yeah, but I was like, I was captivated, and for me, Spider-Man in the seventies feel has a very specific feel to it. Yeah. Uh, this issue is not that. It's something else but it does a really nice job of giving you this story that actually takes place in 77 it's not about like trying to recapture that feeling of books from like 40 years ago it's just telling you a story about where peter parker is basically 10 years after the last issue okay and he's married to Gwen Stacy. He works for Reed Richards. Reed Richards is a broken shell of a man whose wife left him for a fish man. You can probably fill in the gaps. <laughs> Doc Ock was a villain, but Spider-Man slapped him around so much that he just basically said, no, no more. Reformed became an assistant. He works for Reed Richards and Peter Parker. That's great. It's a future I've never seen before. Harry Osborn, of course, is running Oscorp <laughs> with Norman behind the scenes in prison because, of course, he was Green Goblin. He got his ass kicked. They took off his mask and he went to jail. 
Right, right. Meanwhile, Gwen oh, no. is also a scientist. She works for Dr. Miles Warren, a.k.a. the Jackal. Now, when I talked to Chip Sidorsky on our episode of Elseworlds Exchange, I was like, what's the 90s going to be like? And he's like, obviously, it's going to be clones. Like, obviously, I have to do clones because, like, the 90s for Spider-Man is connected directly with clones. And I was like, okay, this issue is all about clones. And I was like, I thought you said <laughs> that in two issues, you're going to do clones again. Why now? Uh, and then I remembered that, like, Spider-Man clone Genesis, Spider-Man fighting the, the Spider-Clone and bringing back Gwen Stacy from death, that was a big part. And it took place in the 70s. So it kind of makes sense. Wow. So anyway, you can probably guess where this is going. Gwen works for Miles. Yes. The two of them were his students. Uh-huh. Spider-Man gets a weird new costume that... I, here's the thing. They debuts the, this costume. Mark Bagley does all the art, and he's great. Yes. Um, it's... Such a weird... It's very weird. Terrible design. It's, it's basically Spider-Man with some stuff on it. Yeah. He's older. He's in his 30s. So, like, things are going to hurt a little more. Okay. So he's got pads on and stuff. My guess is that you're going to see Spider-Man's costume evolve throughout the series. That, right. Like, the so first he can keep being Spider-Man. Right. Okay. And, and, and because, you know, it's been 10 years, my aesthetic's going to shift. Mm-hmm. You know? So, uh, Flash Thompson died... Uh, Harry's opening up this club with his girlfriend, Mary Jane Watson, because Harry and Mary Jane actually did date. Yes. Uh, and Peter and Gwen, you know, Norman Osborn's in jail. She didn't die. Right, right, So right. Gwen and Peter got married, and they're both, like, nerdy science people who work for different labs. Meanwhile, Mary Jane is, like, a party girl, mm-hmm. and Harry is a drug addict uh, who's depressed oh. and feels the weight of the world on his shoulders. Yeah. Uh, so he he runs and he, he goes because he was invited by MJ and Harry. And uh, Harry's passed out already. And Mary Jane and Peter talk a little bit. And basically Mary Jane says, like, you're pathetic. And you abandoned your friend and all of us. And, like, you think you're better than us, but you're not. Wow. And because Chip Zdarsky read Spider-Man, he knows that, like, Mary Jane knows he's Spider-Man, but Peter doesn't know that she knows. So she's like, you took your spider powers and you like selfishly protected yourself and like caught purse snatchers. You didn't do anything. Right. There's also an undercurrent subplot. Uh, Cap goes to Vietnam and Iron Man goes to Vietnam and the two of them create like a Marvel Civil War over Vietnam. So, like, there's this whole civil war going on in Nam, and it extends the war farther than it should. That's, like, a way better reason. It's way better. Wow! And uh, so, Spider-Man, when the last issue was, like, wrestling with this idea of, like, why didn't I go to Vietnam and use my powers Yeah, yeah, yeah. He actually bumps into Cap, and Cap's like, don't go to Vietnam. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, he feels resentful, and Mary Jane is like, Flash died in Vietnam. Right, right. Maybe if Spider-Man were there, he would have helped him. Like, she blames him for a lot, and she's just... but And it's funny to see, because it's, it's Bagley's Mary Jane, mm-hmm. so it looks familiar, but she's got, like, a feathered Farrah Fawcett-esque hairstyle. Sure. Um, but it's just... The whole issue is great, and in keeping with these characters, even if, like, these characters are making you sad. Uh, ultimately, uh, Pete leaves Reed. Mm-hmm. He quits, because Reed is miserable and broken and he's like he's hoarding his unstable technology like his unstable molecules technology he's like we should make this available and he, Reed is basically like people don't you can't just trust people with this kind of thing like okay. if I like yes my clothes stretch because I invented unstable molecules if I introduce unstable molecules into the world that like the clothing industry will be destroyed like everything's delicate he's not wrong 
but Peter's an ideologist. Right. And so right. he's kind of like, screw you. Your wife left you for a fish man. Right. But I mean, like, a new industry could, like. Yeah. Oh, I know. But, come like, from that. yeah. It's not your responsibility to harbor yeah. and hoard technology. But anyway, but that's a that's a the, that's a that's a <gasps> philosoph- philosophical debate. Um, that's cool. Yeah. Ultimately, uh, Harry gets you know basically goaded by his father into becoming the Black Goblin. Cool wow, new design. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Harry becoming his own Goblin, not being like the Green Goblin again. It's not bad. Uh, he goes and attacks Miles Warren and Gwen Stacy. Spider Man shows up. Oh no! Because okay, the idea is that like Norman knows something about what Miles is up to. Oh. So. Harry blows up a wall in Miles' lab. And Miles is like, no, don't do it. The wall explodes. And within the, 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 the wall are a number of clones. Oh, look at that. Uh, and Harry's like, you're not supposed to make multiple clones. You're supposed to be working for my dad. And he's like, yeah, well, like, <laughs> I have my own reasons for doing this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Harry and Peter fight. Because Norman tells Harry who he is. And ultimately, the two of them reconcile. Okay. It takes like two I was pages. Like, why the hell would they be fighting? Yeah. Well, because like they're ridiculous. <laughs> but it takes like a page and a half for them to realize what's, how stupid that is. So then Harry says, like, screw this. And he throws the pumpkin. He's like, I'm not working for my dad anymore. Screw this. He throws the pumpkin miles at the clones and okay. destroys them. Yeah. And that's when Warren reveals. Because, like, you, you're thinking, like, oh, Jesus, Warren made, like, a like a clone to, to bang. Yeah. And he's like, no. Like, Gwen was hurt, and so I put her in, like, a Bacta tank, and I cloned her for, like, because I needed to help her. But I have this other clone so no one would notice, and you married her. The clone? Yeah. And then eventually I'd wake up real Gwen, and then she'd probably run away with me. And you're like, oh, no. Ugh. Oh, and one clone made it. It was Peter. You mean Ben Riley? Well, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, so, ultimately, Peter, like, the, the Ben Riley clone and the Gwen Stacy wife of Peter Parker leave together. Because <laughs> they're like, screw this. We're not real. So they bail. And Peter is just broken, and he's living with Mary Jane. And it's a kind of echo of the end of the original clone Genesis, in which the Gwen clone leaves, and then Peter is, like, gonna fall apart in his apartment, and Mary Jane won't leave him alone. And it's... Ugh! It's so good, and you've gotta read it. It's just such an excellent series. Uh, I can't wait for the 80s. You know, the cover looks great. Ooh, it does. And of course... Ooh, it's, it's the black suit. Yeah, it's the black suit. You're going to get also the whole war thing. It's, it's great. I assume because the black suit and its coffin, Craven the Hunter, last hunt. <laughs> Room full of spiders. Room full of spiders, buried alive. <laughs> it's a great series. Buy it. Wow. I like... Buy I, this book. Don't uh, just listen to me tell you it's not no. worth it. Wow, wow, wow. As Delvani says... Uh, uh, thanks for keeping. Thanks, keep being awesome, guys. Thank oh you, Estelfani, for your you. incredible generosity, and also Crazy. keep being awesome yourself, man. Yes. Will we cover Uncanny this week? I didn't read any Uncanny this week. I've actually I didn't been see that it came out. I'm having a really hard time. Oh, it's Comicsology's website is a disaster. 
and because they don't help us out and they're not like letting us like sell books to you guys using a promo code, like I have no problem telling them that their website's shit and they need to get their shit together. <laughs> I just want to pull this. But uh, yeah, no. And they did them before and it actually they used to have a pull list when they first started. Yeah. And I created one and then like I removed the books, but it still kept emailing me and you couldn't remove yourself from the email list. There was no way to physically remove yourself from their list. I had to like ban Comixology's like basically DNS in order to keep getting, keep from getting those emails. Wow. That's how bad it was. Uh, But uh, I'm basically avoiding X-Men until Hickman comes on board. (laughs) Okay. Uh, so yeah, but I will try to check it out. Uh, I, I, everyone's loving Age of X Men. Uh, I'm not like the biggest. It, I, I'm not excited for it because I'm like, what I want? Why would I want like a, a like a low rent House of M meets like Age of Apocalypse? But uh, you know, I, I've been wrong before. There you go. Uh, War of the Realms number two came out. Yes. Oh wait, did you read um the end of the Avengers thing? Didn't that come out too? this week avengers yeah like the book avengers oh no road home no i didn't read it yet oh i did i thought you had no how'd it go it i i you know what i like i had okay so let me by the way no road home weekly series never was late let me roll myself back here for a second um i really didn't read this series i read all of issue six i read most of issue seven i glanced through eight and nine Mm -hmm. and then i read ten fair enough um we all know why i read six Conan. Because Conan, yeah, you thought that was strange, but no, Conan. No, it's Conan, because they were in the Hyborian realm, and that was pretty freaking cool, Mm -hmm. let's be honest. I had a good time with that. I thought it went really well. I also don't want to ruin it for you if you hadn't had a chance to read it. Fair enough. Um, But But it's a great series, weekly. I I really wish you had read it. That's fair. You can just talk about it. It's okay. I don't. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Cause like it's I know all... where Conan ends up. Yeah, Conan ends up at the Savage Land. That's awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. Um, I really wish you had read this because I really wanted to get your thoughts on this mm. because it really ends up being all about Vision and he's talking with what's her face. Yeah, he's in the House of Ideas. I saw like yeah, they literally mentioned the House of Ideas. He mentions Marvels. He literally basically creates things and like it's like the com- the characters come to life yes and, like, and it's like it's i saw that like page kind of incredible and like that i i i just i don't know how to feel about it um because like i'm like on the one hand i think it's really cool and i'm like i just don't know if it's like trite mm. but i don't think it is no i think I it's actually legitimate and, like it's really really like it's written by people who know what they're talking about and yes. that, whose opinions i trust when it comes to marvel yes and honestly the spat the splash page of like Everyone. All the characters coming together and fighting. I was just like, that is so, like, quintessentially, like, old-school Marvel. Yes. These images of, like, the universe is coming together and not worrying about who's writing who and, like, not worrying about who's fighting with who. Just yeah. everybody coming together for one common goal, regardless of the fact that right now we are doing World of Realms simultaneously. But this did just come to an end, so kind of good timing on their part. Yeah. And who knows about the timing. But, like, honestly, like, just seeing the teams and, like, like just visions, like understanding of creation and like humanity and like i I guess like also like metahumans to some degree and like what it means and like why she isn't the end of everything right and that like you know sure like you know at the end of the day yes she may come back because on the other side of light there is the darkness but like this is nix you're talking yes like like we'll still there'll still be someone here like to 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 fight back basically and it's just vision who goes in there and it's just I don't know. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I I, kind of dug it. And, like, I wish I had actually read all of this because I think, to be truth be told, 
I would have enjoyed this run of Avengers more than I think you might have. Oh, overall. I love no. I, I mean, the book is good. Okay, uh, I and I like it. Felt about the team. Of, I like, love it the more than Jason Aaron's Avengers. Okay. I find Jason Aaron's Avengers to be boring. Okay, that's fair then. Um, but I gotta tell you, Nix's design. Every time I see it, I just love it. Yeah. Because she's like, it's like old school Greek goddess. Right. And it's, you're meant to think of that. Very, very, like, interesting. And, like, they do this really cool effect with her, like, and, like, using monochromatic black and white imagery with her and having vision on top of that in his full color. Yeah. Which is just a very striking, striking visual. Um, But, like, also, like, a lot of, like, sort of, like, wink fourth wall breaking on Vision's part without him actually talking to us it's right. more it's an implied which i appreciate because it's like it, it's the subtlety so it's less it la- it's less lazy it is less lazy like you know but like they the fa- the moment they said you know he's he mentions like heroes and he's like marvels yes and i was no, like no 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 i'm like what and then he mentions the house of ideas and i'm like oh no it's genius <laughs> so it was just it was a lot of fun i i, I yeah i read that i didn't realize you had it. i'm sorry so no, i had read any- another book yeah um i i thought it was great just a good time had by all. Kind of like a heartwarming story. Right. And Conan gets to be in it. And Conan's in it. And Conan and Wanda. Uh-oh. What a great possible relationship oh. that doesn't happen. Oh. Because they're both hooked, like hung up on things. Right. To- didn't you read six? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they totally almost like mm-hmm. kiss and bang. Yeah. But then they don't because he- he's still hooked up on Belief and she's still with Vision. Right. And she's like, I can't. He's like, neither can I. I'm really still sad about this whole thing because like Conan's going through some stuff right now where he's just like, everything, anything I care about dies. Right. And I don't understand why like, and like, he mentioned that earlier, but like why like all these monsters and stuff like that don't. Right. And then he goes to Savage Land. Yeah. He's just killing dinosaurs. I'm like, (laughs) okay, why not? Right. So, all right, there you go. So if you missed out on this, like I did, I picked up at six, pretty much made it through to the end. I, I, I think I want to go back and read the rest of it. Or maybe I'll just wait if you're going to do a back issue. We will do a back issues, but like, Where? it's not, it's going to take a while for the book to come out. That's true. But good. Recommend it. Yeah, uh, I do. War of the Realms number two. Yes. Jason Aaron, Russell Dowderman. Uh, the war rages on and it's like fun. Who'd it have is. thought that? Yeah. And I got to tell you, um, I know we're going to actually get into the story, but I don't want to forget to mention this. Mm-hmm. We talk about the art. It's good. It's really good, and, and it does something I haven't really seen done too too much in comics. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's the um, artist or the colorist. I almost want to lend it to the colorist more. Mm-hmm. The utilization of a gentle blur effect on some things in the foreground of the panels, yeah, really like is very eye catching and mm-hmm. creates far more depth, obviously, in the panel. But it draws. It felt like I was drawing me in more so. Yeah. And, like, I, it gave the book almost more weight because it creates this, like, cinematic quality mm-hmm. almost. I don't know. Yeah. It, it's a it's a tactic, a, a device I've seen used, but only, like, sparingly or incompetently because it's like, oh, it's a new thing. I'm going to try it. Yeah. Um, it, this felt like a George Perez book, but, like, with more uh, modern... Uh, uh, panel composition. What's funny is I felt like the art style itself was more Frank Quitely. Yeah, well, it's ve- it, the characters look like Frank Quitely designed them. Yes, or it's like the line art. There's something. It's a, there's a delicate nature to mm-hmm. that, which I always feel right, like but he has. There's also like a weird hyper detail to it. Yes, but like everyone is still beautiful and it, it works. It really does. Uh, but it feels like an old school Marvel book while also still maintaining its art. It, it's 
uh, its modern you know sensibilities. Yeah, it's, I think it's why they have Arthur Adams drawing the covers. That could be to remind you of like classic Marvel, but right. being like this is classic Marvel, mm-hmm. but it's also new. Right, because like we talked about uh, Thor, uh, no uh, X Men as Guardian Wars, mm-hmm. and Arthur Adams mm-hmm. did the later art, and you were like. And it's easy to dismiss it with old school coloring, but when you saw the pencils, you're like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, this like, got this is st- this is new art. Yeah, and that blew me away seeing the pencils in the back of that book, and, and it made me sad that this that book wasn't published with enhanced pencils instead of having the inks on top. Yeah, the inks are do, don't the inks do kind of ruined it. They do, but uh, but no, those those uh, but Arthur Adams is like, there's no mistaking it, and there's no like, there's no mistake as to why. They want you to think of that. Yeah, yeah, But yeah, War of the yeah. Realms feels like an old Marvel event, but it's good. Yes. So, yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> jumping into what actually happens in this story, it's just, the war keeps going. Right, and we get, like, a moment there where it's almost Hearts of Darkness. Yeah. Because it's Wolverine and Punisher. Wolverine and Punisher, <laughs> and hey! And the van! And the van. <laughs> well, like, no what? Ghost Rider, though. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the <laughs> the Dark Elves can be hurt by a special, like, uh... Just like, iron. Iron. They're, and, they're weak against iron, which and is... And Frank's got plenty of that. And uh, apparently, also adamantium. Well, like Wolverine's like, does this work? Apparently, yeah. so. stabbing them with three kni- with three knives happen. Uh, <laughs> so you got Frank and uh, Wolverine teaming up, and yes. you get a great little like fourth wall breaking. Like, hey, heard you were dead. Nope. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Cap takes down an entire frost giant by himself in a beautiful two pan- two panel sequence. Like, really uh, there's like a two front war. Like, there's like the big cool showy shit. Yeah. And then there's also, like, the Roxxon executive that takes down the network, so, like, people can't yeah, communicate with each other. Well, it's not only that, but it, like, really destroys Wakanda's ability to actually help out right. in, like, a grander sense of evacuation. Yes. And that's what they're trying to do. The whole crux of this issue is they're trying to evacuate everyone yeah. from the city so they're not, like, slaughtered yeah. by Lord of the Rings. Basically, yeah, Lord of the Rings is attacking. Um, but, like, Malekith's, like, really come at this in an intelligent way in which he's attacking them not only, like, in a physical sense magical and also the technological like he's hit them on all yes fronts and yeah. it's pretty spectacular like this plan mm-hmm. it's a hell of a plan yeah uh also odin didn't die no which i was just like that makes sense yeah and he makes nice nice with the valkyries and just goes right in also valkyrie yeah from classic marvel yeah shows up to help uh jane foster is also like free of cancer i guess i missed that one yeah well, she uh, went to chemo right but like they, they implied she's done like that that's over I mean, that's everyone always hopes that. Right. Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> she was terminal in the last just, okay. couple of series. I just kind of, but anyway. But this she's is, like, I'm going to help. I'm, I'm, I'm part of this. Yeah. By the way, this that image of of Odin and the Valkyries riding in is just unbelievable. Yep. Put any like I'm sure everybody heard all different music. Mm-hmm. When exactly. That yeah. Metal or classic. It was metal for me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Doctor Strange trying to teleport people out of there. Yes. Not working. He but, does reference uh, the the Jason Aaron. Ring. I know. By the way, like I I you know me. I love. Aaron Aaron's strange, so like I was just like, this is like a little hug. Yeah, it's like a little hug. Because he's like, I'm trying to like, Doc, can you get everybody out of here? He's like, it's gonna cost me. Well, it's like it, he he references two things. He's like, that that spell's got a hell of a cost. Yeah, but I'm willing to pay it. But I'm honestly experiencing some uh, performance issues right yes. now, and that's because of Malakath's like witches that he has that are like dampening the magic mm-hmm. in the area. Yeah, yeah. Uh, ultimately, something gets screwed up, and the Avengers are basically teleported away. Well, it's not that they get te- like, screwed up. Um, Jane Foster or Blade runs into Blade the witches, kills the witches. No, he or... doesn't. He gets caught up by them, and then yes. Jane Foster shows up. They take out the witches, mm-hmm. and then Strange is like, "The spell is working. Yeah. Get everyone out now!" Mm-hmm. But he loses control of it because it's... it's too strong, and it pulls more than it should have. Yes, including um, 
the Avengers are there and some of the Asgardians, but not the Valkyries. No, just Freya and Odin and everybody else. Yeah. Uh, so they regroup on Avenger inside the body of a dead celestial in a arc that I hated from Jason Aaron. And uh, basically, they're like, we gotta, we gotta fight this war on multiple, on multiple tie-ins. I mean, fronts. And so <laughs> there's a tie-in of like fun street-level characters, Luke Cage and Iron Fist and Wolverine are gonna team up, and right. Spider-Man's gonna get his own now, tie-in and stuff. In terms of okay, we have this issue with tie-ins. I'm not a fan of tie-ins, nope. but like, worry book to have tie-ins. This does make sense. Mm-hmm. Malekith does come at them on multiple levels, but there's only so much they can show us in this book. Yes. I get it. Fine. At least it it makes sense narratively. Whether or not I am going to pick them up is a mm-hmm. totally different conversation. Yep. <laughs> uh, Sif mentions that Heimdall is uh, <laughs> in need of some assistance and Daredevil lends a hand. Yes, because he's blind. Oh, a blind man who needs to see. Come here. Yeah. Come talk to me. Yes. Uh, also, have you heard the good word <laughs> about making like, blind get, men see? Get the hell out of here. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, Valkyrie uh, fights valiantly, but is uh, slaughtered by Malekith. Yeah, all of the Valkyries die. And and since Freya is going to go off and find her son, because Thor is the key to all of this, according to Loki, yep. and Odin, um, Odin shows up, Ugh. does nothing, and gets waylaid. And Freya's like, oh, that's good. Yeah, that sounds about right. Thanks. <laughs> I'll, just, all right. I'll, I'll take care of this. Yeah, I got this. So she's going to go, but she's like, all right, so Odin's got to go do the Odin sleep in order to heal. I'm not going to be here. If something happens to me, someone has to be in charge. Jane Foster, you and I are the all-mother. Right. I was like, what? That's cool. It's mm-hmm. <laughs> dope. And uh, so, yeah, it's just a cool Marvel event, and mm-hmm. I'm digging it, and it's a lot of fun. Yeah, very much so. It's going to read really well. Yeah, no, I agree. And this is like, this is an instance, I think, where it's like, this has, this is a better executed but has the same enjoyable spirit of everybody working together that Monsters Unleashed had. Yeah, all right. Much better, far better execution, I I will say, 100%. But that spirit of everyone coming together because we got to take care of business. Right. And I'm like, that's cool. And that's what I I dig about the Marvel Universe. That's what I dig about events usually is like everybody coming together and working towards a common goal. That's what we all want to see. Yeah. Um, though I will say both uh, two of your favorite Marvel writers worked on both those events. It was Jason Aaron who does this one. <laughs> Colin Bunn. And Colin Bunn did the Marvel <laughs> Uh So Estelle Thani mentions regarding the Uncanny X-Men or any Cyclops is a literal Cyclops now. Yeah, you got to poke his eye out. Uh, Juggernaut uh, joins <laughs> the X-Men. Oh. And uh, Rain and Joseph are dead. Yeah. Which, good riddance. <laughs> oh no, not Joseph. Yeah. Although it, does, it is sad to see Wolvesbane die. Because <laughs> Wolf's Bane, all she wanted was to bang that poor Asgardian wolf. Uh, oh, that's so true. Maybe she went there. Maybe she. Yeah, maybe she's a warrior. Oh, she can't. Or Malekith killed her. She can't go to Valhalla. That's over. No. Which that's messed up. Yeah, that's that another so, thing. By the way, Aaron doing the thing that he does best, talking about like or like taking Norse mythology and like playing with it, of course. But like when he mentions that, like it's just like the Valkyries would ferry warriors to Valhalla but now all the Valkyries well, are like, he's like who takes the Valkyries right no one I'm like <laughs> that sucks yeah it's really cool so I always gotta leave a couple of Valkyries behind right you always gotta leave someone to get the card the base yeah cash money in the bank no I'm sorry Mr. Roboto says at work off topic you ever visit the secret stash yeah I go there at least three times a year <laughs> uh, we have friends there so like now we go there a lot more we not only visited there but we had our uh, photos first, yes our first look wedding uh, for our wedding was there yeah, we have some some sick wedding photos taken there. Um, <laughs> I visited there the first time in 2000. Uh, they were closed when I got there, <laughs> so 
took 45 minutes to get there and there's been a blizzard and they were closed there, and there was no sign that said i assure you they're open we no are. there was a sign that said uh i assure you we're closed yeah no the, the there was a handwritten sign on the door it said closed due to pipe backup and overpowering stench from next door that's what it said i'll never forget because every time i told oh, that story people said did you call first and i was like thank you Cash- there's no way you could have known that no Anyway. Cash Money in the Bank says, I really enjoyed War Scrolls number one. Several smaller stories that tie in in meaningful I ways. Pick that up. I haven't had a chance to, to go through yeah. it yet. They don't feel adjacent or forced. Daredevil story is really cool. I'll check that out. Now, see, the only reason I picked it up, and I, I couldn't tell, and the reason I, I, I did is my own curiosity, um, was that in the listing, Marvel said that this one was a necessity. Right. Like, when I looked at the Punisher one that came out, it didn't mention anything like that. So I was like, I don't know if they're doing this as a ploy for me to purchase this or honestly, because it's like, you probably should read this right. issue. I'm sure there's like actual information in there. So I, I did pick it up. I just haven't had an opportunity, honestly, to right. read it. Uh, also, I read Naomi number four. It's by oh. Bendis and Jamal Campbell. Uh, uh, actually, David F. Walker and Bendis worked on this one along okay. with uh, Jamal Campbell. Uh, the art's great. Story's fine. Uh, they promise that they're going to tell you Naomi's origin, and they don't, uh, in true Ben is fashion. This is the book that clearly Ben is wants to write. Okay. Uh, it's well-written. It's uh, got a fun mystery, I guess. Right. S- steeped in the lore of DC books that Ben has read. So, it's par for the course. Right, right, right. Uh, it's one of the best series from DC right now, uh, probably, in terms of new characters. Oh, okay. I was like, what? Uh, <laughs> yeah. And Naomi's doing a good job. Like, it's just, it's neat. Okay. You know, uh, there's no there's no super heroics. There's but they do reference the the Rand Thanagar War in the exact same way that Bennis would refer to the Kree Scroll War. So get used to that. Uh, <laughs> now uh, recommending books this week. I got very few. Okay. In fact, I only have one. Okay. Uh, they are Batman. They are Batman Noiring Gotham by Gaslight. So if you're not familiar with Batman Noir or Batman Black and White, they got a big black and white book. Yep. Just pencils and inks. Yeah. Uh, Gotham by Gaslight from Brian Augustine and Mike Mignola. It's hardcover. Oh, okay. I can see why they might do that. Because honestly, you have to have art that stands up really well without its coloration to to make that work. And I think Mignola can do that. Uh, Also, we have Batman uh, Black Mirror by Jock. Yes. And of course, as we know, Jock's inks are incredible. I don't know if you saw that tweet that he put out. If you you haven't already, go uh, on Twitter, go to Jock420, which uh, I think it's his birthday, by the way. Uh, He was told that 420 is like a joke. Well, he's British. And he was like, oh. Like, you know what I mean? He isn't, like, it's different. Yeah. Like, they don't have that police code over there. Um, But, um, no, he tweeted out, like, uh, next issue of The Batman Who Laughs, and, like, he basically had all of his inks on the floor, and he had done the whole issue in 18 hours. And I was like... it took him 18 hours to do the whole issue. Are you kidding me? I'm like, you are a machine, sir. Yeah. He's amazing. Anyway, but... But yeah, so pick that's it up. the noir thing. That's pretty cool. It's cool. It'll, uh, I think it's like 30 bucks. Oh, okay. Um, also, Don't Buy Heroes in Crisis number eight comes out. Uh, Clayman hopefully will get a good book one day. Right. Uh, the cover's gorgeous, but again, Heroes in Crisis is a trick and a trap, and it's hurting DC. Don't buy it. Don't read it. It's okay. bad. Hey, Benny, what's going on, man? Welcome to the show. <laughs> oh, hey. crap. Benny jumped into the Super Chats as oh, well. Oh, crap. So. All right. Sorry, Mr. Man. Do this. Uh, hey, are we doing the weekly pull tomorrow? Just curious. Also, what were your thoughts on Super Sons? No, wait. Batman 69 and Super Sons. Um, I haven't read Super Sons yet, but Batman 69, of course, is a big waste of time. Uh, nobody, nobody should read it. Um, we are doing the weekly pull tomorrow unless we want to wait until next week to do Avengers Endgame. Oh. Uh, which probably makes more sense. Um, but uh, yeah. 
Well, thanks for the super chat, well, thanks man. Thanks for the super chat, Benny. We'll, we'll talk it up later about the weekly poll and, and all that. Um, True that. My um, recommendations, Mr. and Mrs. X number 10 is coming Yay. out. This is concluding the Mojo World arc that's been going on. Are they going to escape? I don't know, but we're going to find out. Um, this is written by Kelly Thompson. She does an amazing job. She truly loves these characters. It's really nice when the writers love the characters this much. So go get it. They'll Support probably this. They'll probably give Kelly Thompson like an X-Men event. So like, you know, help her out now yeah, before everyone hates her. You're going to want to get on board. Um, also, Doctor Strange number 13 comes out. Galactus. Yep. It's Mark Wade. Nope. Um, it's uh, Whatever. Um, and I also just want to uh, mention also the Justice League Dark number 10. It's coming out. My favorite magical book right now. Um, we're dealing with all of uh, Dr. Fate and the Lords of Order, uh, having gone off into, um, whatchamacallit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And um, also, uh, Wonder Woman is attempting to find Mordru, Lord of Chaos, in order to stop all of this. So we'll see what happens. Um, They're all going to have to come back around at some point. And um, for you indie fans uh, who were a fan of Descender, Oh, like yeah, Jeff the Jeff Lemire book with and Dustin Nguyen. Yes. Or Nguyen. They're making another series called Ascender. Oh, so it's a sequel series. It is a sequel series taking place 10 years later. Cool. So if you're a Descender fan, you may want to go and pick up Ascender. So I just wanted to throw that out there, make you guys aware of it. Um, just if you're wondering, because I saw the name Ascender and I was like, don't they... Yeah. It's just Descender. Click on it. Oh, no, it's literally Oh, it literally just that. is. A, so a, yeah. just as a heads up. Great. <laughs> So, uh, with that in mind, we want to thank you so much for hanging out with us. With special, huge thanks to our super chatters out there. We are so appreciative. We are yeah. so lucky to have you. Thank you no, so seriously. much. Uh, visit us at patreon.com slash convop to help us out on a weekly basis or however long it is. I think it's monthly. Um, and stay tuned to this channel. we got a lot of stuff. We had a lot of videos come out last week, and I wanted to just kind of, like, raise your attention to that because, like, some of those things get lost in the cracks. You know what I mean? We make a lot of videos, and mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out what, what the good balance is going to be. Yeah. But in case you've missed it, there's an Elseworlds Exchange where we talk about all kinds of stuff. We've got a back issues that came out last week. We have a comic line that came back. Uh, it's our favorite. One of, it's, a, it's a great show we like to, to do where mm-hmm. we just kind of hash out a topic. It's me and Ben talking about turtles. Yeah. Uh, and not just any turtles, but Teenage Mutant Ninja variety. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, yeah. Not like just regular turtles. No, 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 no. Oh. But uh, check those videos out if you have a chance. Just check out the channels. Go to the main page, youtube.com slash compop. Check the main page and just look at what's there. Mm -hmm. I also put a bunch of other, I curated a couple of things. So take a look. Very nice. Um, And of course, we are so lucky to have you. Thank you all so much. And we'll see you guys next time with another episode Off the Rack. Uh, But stay tuned on this channel. Of course, don't forget to like this video, subscribe to our channel, and click the bell for notifications because that's the only way you get notifications. That's the only way you're going to know these things are happening. Yeah. uh, So that you know when we're going live and we're doing something next. So uh, that's all for now. Thanks a lot for watching. I'm Sal. I'm Tiffany. So long, everybody. <laughs> okay.